Welcome back, everyone. We're Simply Bitcoin. We break down the news from Twitter, the daily fail, meme review, software releases, hardware releases, and the websites by plebs. Joining us today is a fellow Bitcoiner and pleb. We've got Crypto Traveler joining us for the fun. Anyways, you know where we're going. We're going to the numbers. Let's do it, people. Number time. Number time is brought to you by Bitcoin 2022. It's going to be the largest Bitcoin conference ever in sunny, sunny Miami. Get your tickets quickly. The price does go up in five days, but you can take advantage of the link down below for 10% off your tickets to Bitcoin 2022. At the time of this recording, the block height is 712,298. The Bitcoin price, 56,770. Chain rewrite days, 836. Total public lightning capacity, 3,293.98. Moscow time, 1761. Blocks to the halvening, 127,702. Yeah, the numbers. I mean, lots it, of fun, but it's, it's all Dennis's fault, right? Just it, it is all Dennis's it. fault. Dennis is the whale. I, 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 I did a lot of soul searching. Um, been doing a lot of soul searching all these days while we just while we're frozen in time at 58K. And Dennis for sure is the whale. He came out of nowhere. You know, this Dennis has hundreds of thousands of Bitcoin. OK, and he signed up for Twitter and he's like, I'm going to fuck with Bitcoin Twitter. I'm going to mm -hmm. I'm going to screw everyone's time. And he's the one that's been dumping on everybody to artificially keep the price down. Are you talking about 58K gang? Yeah, that's 100. <laughs> yeah. He knows. See? Yeah. He, he See? knows exactly what we're talking about, right? So, ah, Dennis. I just Anyways. I just want to point out, there was a meme that we were tagged in that I dropped. So I, I don't know if we're going to review it today, but it's either today or tomorrow. And it is a, I, it, it's a great 58K gang meme. And, and it's very much representative of... Of what Dennis, what Dennis is doing. <laughs> what Dennis Anyways. is doing. Anyways, right, Phil, well. you have a very interesting website. Let's check it yeah. out. Yeah. Guys, we've had some fun with this site before. And you know what? We figured it's actually, it's not a fail. It's just very significant for the numbers, right? So here we go. It's the Bitcoinershit.com site, right? If you bought Bitcoin instead of stupid shit, you'd have this many dollars. Well... Let's go take a look and see what some of these items are, and we can feel bad about our high time preference purchases. Let's do it. <laughs> Real high time preference purchase. Damn, oh man, that's terrible. <laughs> that's How much terrible. is? What's the original price? Ten dollars. Oh, yeah. Dude. Okay. Next one. Oh, what's this? If you the power balance. The hell's the power balance? Oh, this is, this is, is this is this one of these like energy flow things that you put on your wrist? Yeah, but if you so bought that, it, that's you have, real. You have a thousand Dude. bucks right now. Look at all that. <laughs> Look, two percent of a Bitcoin. Oh man, that's brutal. Oh. Two million sats. Not worth it. Not worth it. Not worth it. Not gonna make it. The shake weights? No way. Wow. Oh, Look at that. oh my gosh. Is that $16 billion? <laughs> that's, yeah, that's $16 billion, Nico. I don't Isn't think anybody... insane? I don't think anybody did that. <laughs> that's, that's a heck of an opportunity cost. <laughs> I mean, but take a look, right? Like, but, but take a look at the dates, you know, like July. I mean... Yeah, you had to be one of the original dudes. Yeah, like you pretty much had to get it for almost free, you yeah. know? Yeah. yeah. 
One more, one more. Okay, one more. more, one more. If you bought Bitcoin instead of Kylie Jenner lip kit. Uh, I don't think anybody <laughs> would have done that. That's a real thing? That's an ad. <laughs> this website. One, one Look more. This one Buffett is a buff. <laughs> one more. One, one, okay, one more, one more. One more. <laughs> oh, these are funny. Um, if you bought Bitcoin instead of 50 shades of gray. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, that's terrible. Over a movie. Dude. Oh gosh. Let that be a lesson to you. Don't sell numbers. your Bitcoin. Don't yeah. sell your Bitcoin. And I, I, the thing is, I have horror stories of selling my Bitcoin because I don't have any cash. Like, I, I don't have cash, oh, no. right? So I'm totally on Bitcoin. And sometimes you have to sell it because you don't have cash, right? And man, does that hurt every time. So now what I've done is I've grown out my beard and I live under a bridge, <laughs> but it's cool because I have my green screen and it covers everything. I'm just kidding, but I'm half kidding because you should totally not sell your Bitcoin, Phil. Oh my gosh. I, I just, you know what? I'm, I'm not living on my Bitcoin, but I, I, I can tell you that every single Bitcoin sale, as you know, as people know, like when I first came into the space, I came here through medium of exchange. So I was using all of my Bitcoin and yeah, I probably wouldn't have had to work already like three years ago. So yeah, and I could have been I could have been doing a show like this already a long time ago. Anyways, it's it's brutal. I, I don't I don't like to think about it, but at the same time it's a very important lesson and it teaches me all the time that, you know, if I am gonna buy something um, is, is this something that I'm going to use for the long term or is this something, you know, is this something that's just going to sit in a cupboard for a year until I throw it out? I told Try Phil to resell it. not to buy the Shake Wake and he didn't listen to me <laughs> and he bought it anyways. But Nico, I have great forearms. <laughs> that's true. Okay. You, you, health, health does come first. But anyways, uh, Crypto Traveler. Do you have you do you have any do you have any horror stories? First of all, bro, what's the deal with your handle? Okay, because that hurts saying crypto traveler. Yeah, we have, have a hard you time saying the word crypto. Have you have you thought about you know? Because I know that you're a hardcore plebe. I see you on Twitter. I know that you're a Bitcoiner. But you have yeah. you considered changing your name to Bitcoin Traveler? Yeah, man. I've actually I've actually um, I tweeted about this the other day, and. So you look back on your past selves and you look back with embarrassment and shame and guilt. And then you look back on your past shitcoin days and you're like, oh my God, you know, but we grow, we grow and we learn. And so, yeah, the idea of actually changing my handle has come up and I'm just trying to figure out um, to what, you know, I, Bitcoin Traveler, unfortunately, is not available. I checked. So what's the, what's the handle going to be? That's where I'm at. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Okay. Cool. All right. That that that's fair. And and look. To, so, I mean, look. I I know Phil. I know myself. Every Bitcoiner. And and you know. And Phil and I have had a podcast. We've done this for a long time. You know, before mm-hmm. simply Bitcoin. And the I would say ninety nine per nine percent of Bitcoiners they start off shitcoining. So I, I feel like it's a rite of passage. I feel like it's a price of tuition that you need to pay to fully appreciate Bitcoin. I, I, yeah. It's rare that I see pe- people going straight to Bitcoin unless you start, unless you're like an OG and started in 2011, 2013. Yeah. Well, that's that's actually where the like, you know, I was that's where it came from. I was 2014. It was like in the bear market and there was all these shit coins around and it was kind of exciting and new. And so what my idea was, was I'm just going to go to a bunch of conferences 
And I'm going to just start interviewing people about crypto, about Bitcoin, about whatever was coming up. Right. And uh, eventually, uh, yeah, the bear market was just too deep. And I, I gave that idea up, but the handle stayed. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, Phil? Yeah, I just wanted to add, you know, that, uh, right, because we're, we're totally transparent. I used to be in my old podcast, right? It was fun with crypto because, like, you know, like you, I was going through my journey and I was still partially shitcoining, but I knew that Bitcoin was, you know, the, you know, number one. But I was still like, oh, you know, this technology is interesting. And then slowly after a couple of months, you know, as I kept diving down the rabbit hole, I ended up changing my podcast name to Fun with Bitcoin. And that, and that was that that was just the end of that. And you can actually hear it like, you know, from the podcast, from the first ones going on, you know, that you, you can hear the transition occur. So it's hey, look, you know what? Uh, this is the, that's the uh, the rite of passage that, uh, you know, that we chose, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And it's crazy. And, and I and, you know, that's why we have a whole segment of the show dedicated to pointing out the debauchery and shit coins, because I think all of us, it's safe to say, I don't even know. I don't even know crypto travelers full story, but I think it's all safe to say that we would all have more Bitcoin today if we skipped the shitcoining altogether, right? So and that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to help some people. Unfortunately, most people don't listen. They have to hit themselves against the wall shitcoining. But, you know, hopefully that small percentage we save some Bitcoin for. But anyways, Phil, it's time for the daily fail. The daily fail is brought to you by Amber app. Check them out. Amber.app. It's the best way to stack sats. And it's actually run by real toxic bitcoiners check out the link down below really getting accustomed to having yellow right next to me all the time umber the smart way to stack sets i actually had a completely different fail ready for everyone today but we got tagged by so many of the fellow plebs in this fail that we had no choice but to do this fail instead so you're gonna get the other fail probably tomorrow unless another horrible fail occurs before then but otherwise let's dive into what ha what happened with badger deo right they got hacked for so it's funny right we heard at first it was 10 million then all of a sudden it became over 100 million apparently there was a there was a shift in the decimal who knows you know there's it's the future wrong of finance bro the future of finance and and it's decentralized so you know what i mean like it was it was decentralized um all right let's dive into it Badger Deo, a decentralized autonomous organization. They keep saying that, but I don't think they know what that means. They should change it to SEO. But what's the opposite yeah. of autonomous? I don't even know. Non-autonomous? <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. No. Anyways. A, a CNO. A CNO. A CNO. It, doesn't, it doesn't sound good. Doesn't sound good. There, there has to be an opposite of autonomous. Let us know down in the comments what the opposite of autonomous is. Anyways, it's not autonomous. Non-autonomous. <laughs> I have no idea. Okay, here we go. So the decentralized, non-autonomous organization working on bringing Bitcoin to decentralized finance. That's that word again. Okay, so they're going to bring Bitcoin to decentralized finance. Has reportedly fallen victim to a hacking attack, possibly resulting in losses over 120 million. PeckShield told Decrypt that the total losses amount to $120.3 million. PeckShield is one of those companies that, that does the auditing. Oh. It's, kind of, it's, kind of, it's kind of funny, right? It's, I, I find it hilarious. Like These people audit a lot of these projects, and then, and then they go and tell everybody about how they screwed, like, you know, about how the project rug pulled everyone. It's like, wasn't it your job to kind of explain this stuff 
to these people that they have these loopholes? Anyway, whatever. I digress. It's all shitcoining and none of it makes sense. Users first reported problems at about 9 p.m. Eastern through the Project's Discord channel as an exploit in Badgerdeo's front end was named as the most likely issue. That's right, people. This was, this was through the front end. That means the user, the, the, uh, the UI. Okay? The user UI. Anyways, looks like a bunch of users had approval set for the exploit address, allowing the address to operate on their vault funds. And that was exploited. Badger core contributor Tridium wrote on Discord. PeckShield confirmed to decrypt that the protocol was exploited through the user interface, not the core protocol contracts. So they, they moved the bug, right? They moved it out of the core contracts. People were rug pulling over there. Now they're like, yeah, we'll, we'll move it right to the front. Give more people a chance, you know? While the malicious permission request may have been made weeks prior to the attack, most funds appear to have been drained last night. Users that have interacted with the malicious contract are also urged to revoke permission from their wallets. All smart contracts have been paused to prevent further withdrawals. It's the, the that's oh, a, that's the centralized autonomous right there. <laughs> I just I, I I want us to read this again. <laughs> oh, man. Now we're going to make it red. <laughs> red. <laughs> right? Really? Really decent really you keep saying that. But how do they pause it? <laughs> how do they do that? Oh man. They, we we just don't know how they do it. Anyways, Despite the large sum, the Badger Deo hack pales in comparison. That's right. Hey, if you're one of the people who got rug pull, man, it was way worse for somebody else. <laughs> so just tell that to whoever you owe money to. I'm sure that's going to work out. They'll, they'll take that as an IOU. Anyways, it pales in comparison to DeFi's largest hack. In August, Poly Network was robbed of more than 600 million. That's right. That's the top of the rec leaderboard people. The attacker eventually returned the funds in an odd turn of events, right? That was for, uh, that was for Poly Network. But nobody seems to be getting their money back in Badger. Anyways, the grand sum for all hacks in DeFi this year is now a tad larger than the 10.5 billion figure reported at the end of November. That's nothing, bro. We're if not even... If you would have bought a shake weight in 2009, <laughs> you would have more Bitcoin. I mean, if you did, if you bought Bitcoin instead of a shake weight, you would have more Bitcoin than this hack, 16 billion, it's just a drop in the bucket. It's nothing, Phil, it's nothing. It's not that Man. much money. It's a very good point, but there's there's more to this hack. <laughs> There's, wait, there's more, right? There's because more. yeah, because we got tagged, man. We got tagged by Lucky Redfish. We got tagged by Neurosploit, ICO Sonot. Like it was, it was insane today. So check this out, right? These are the addresses, right? These are the addresses, and uh, sorry, not the addresses. These are the coins and the amounts of the coins that the hacker took. But all right, so you guys saw those those list of coins, right? But this piece also happened, okay? This Bitcoiner just lost 900 BTC in a DeFi attack, and they are talking about the Badger Deo, right? This is the same thing. Single user of DeFi protocol Badger Deo lost 50 million worth of Bitcoin to a hack. The DeFi sector has seen significant growth in 2021. The total value locked in the sector recently reached an all-time high of 276.92 billion. The market currently stands at around 275 billion. Okay, in 2021, there's been 73 DeFi exploit incidents, according to the DeFi monitoring tool CryptoSec. Okay, so we know this is terrible. Now we find out about this Bitcoiner who lost 900 Bitcoin and you say, well, wait a second, you know, like, obviously it, it's not. They converted the Bitcoin, so let's 
let, let's understand what happened, because a lot of times when people look at this crap, they keep talk, talking about wrapped Bitcoin and stuff like you're not wrapping anything. OK, it's a shit coin. And I, I just want to point out over here. I went over to the Badger website. OK, and let's take a look at exactly what this thing does. Right. Because they say it's interest bearing Bitcoin. Interest bearing Bitcoin to me, though, doesn't mean that my Bitcoin becomes a shit coin. So this is. Anyways, let's dive in. Interest-bearing Bitcoin, IBBTC, is a fully collateralized representation of Bitcoin on Ethereum. Mm -hmm. I'm going to read that to you again. Fully collateralized representation of Bitcoin on Ethereum. It's not interest-bearing Bitcoin. It's a shitcoin. And they steal your Bitcoin. Anyways. IBBTC aims to be the most liquid, secure, and widely used BTC-backed asset throughout DeFi while at the same time providing users with a base interest rate from holding it. Built in collaboration with DeFi Dollar, IBBTC is an index of the top Bitcoin-pegged assets in DeFi, including, check this out, WBTC, REN BTC, SBTC, NT BTC, which none of these things are Bitcoin, okay? Users can mint. IBBTC, of course, of course you can make this crap by providing any of the following four vault tokens from set vaults. It's not just one T, it's two T's. They mean business. These aren't just any type of vaults, okay? And then here you go. This is the list. The buy, uh, the BYVWBTC, BCRV, REN BTC, BCRV, REN SBTC, and BTBTCCRV. Okay? None of this is BTC! None of it. I don't care what you call it. I don't care how they're juggling. None of this is what they're <laughs> pretending it is. Once minted, Badgerdeo manages the assets to provide a base interest rate that derives from the return of the underlying set vaults. IBBTC may be redeemed for the underlying vault tokens at any time or traded on an exchange like SushiSwap. None of this is Bitcoin. None of this needs to exist. It does exist to pull the rug and to steal your money and to take away your Bitcoin. Okay? Now, take a look. They were kind enough to list the utility for this shit for this shitcoin idea. And take a look at what we have. We provide liquidity on SushiSwap, provide liquidity on Swapper, provide liquidity on Polygon. You are the liquidity. That, that's all there is to it. OK, this whole entire thing is completely designed to rug pull. We've already shown you countless companies that have thrown hundreds of millions of dollars behind marketing all of this crap. None of this needs to be money. All of it is a giant casino designed to steal all of your wealth. <laughs> it's a total scam. They're just pretending. They're playing pretend, but they're playing pretend with your and our real money. That's our value. Absolutely. Boom. Dude. <laughs> really, really well done, uh, Phil, the the shitcoin slayer. Um, but yeah, man, look, stop giving me nicknames, <laughs> uh, dude. I, I, look, I think I think you hit the nail on the head. I think you know it. it the marketing is just ingenious, you know, because you really have to give them credit where credit is due, right? You know, they tell you it's a decentralized autonomous network. Then they're, they all of a sudden have the ability to pause, you know, the smart contract, which literally contradicts exactly, you know, but they don't want you to notice that, right? They want you to focus on the buzzwords. Um, and I think that's why they, they make all these fancy titles. So, oh my God, this is complex. This is decentralized. This is what it is. Um, and, you know, it, it, it's unfortunate. And the way that they did it, and it, you know, and I get so angry, and I'm really happy you covered this today. Every time I hear wrapped Bitcoin, because it's not like, dude, 
that doesn't exist. <laughs> there's Bitcoin and then there's shit coins, right? Um, but again, and kind of going back to what Gary Gensler has been saying, and he's been beating the war drums, essentially saying that DeFi doesn't have a future outside of regulation. And I kind of want to touch upon that a little bit. Look, I'm not a fan of government uh, intervention whatsoever, but you know, just to go back to one of Satoshi's original quotes, right, which is governments are really good at shutting down, you know, centralized entities, right, that, you know, and then I think he goes on to say, but decentralized entities are holding their own, you know, and, and that original quote, he, he referenced Tor, um, and I forget another, another uh, decentralized thing. But the point is, is that you have Gary Gensler saying one thing, you have, you know, the proof is in the pudding, Phil just read it to you, the fact that they could pro- pause you know, the smart contracts, that means that if the government really wanted to, they could pause it as well, right? So I think that right now we're kind of living through, I would say, the golden era of of DeFi, where regulation and government hasn't really caught up. But eventually, governments are going to regulate anything they can regulate out of existence. And, you know, DeFi, shitcoins, because they don't have sufficient amount of decentralization, I think inevitably you know, they're going to catch up, right? Bitcoin is really the only thing that could really hold its two feet, really could survive, you know, the regulatory onslaught that's coming, right? So again, you know, we've been pointing it out to you. I think, Phil, you know, you really found like a couple smoking guns, you know, in all your research. And it's just, man, it's just, it's, it's unfortunate, dude. But look, if we were talking about this earlier, I think, you know, if you're getting into crypto, and I hate using that word, I think you kind of have to burn yourself a little bit on these things so that you could really get an appreciation of Bitcoin. But anyways, Crypto Traveler, what do you think? Yeah, so um, this has been, I've had my wars on Twitter about this, especially with Ethereum and them calling themselves decentralized when, you know, uh, I think it's been proven over and over again that uh, there are like, you know, there are actors that are, um, you know, that have more control than they let on let themselves on to have and uh again if you're marketing it that way it's deceptive marketing i i mean i think that what what happened with ethereum is is fraud right and um i think that now we're seeing that extend out into the DeFi markets like you said they call it decentralized but hey we need to halt trading or we need to you know whatever it is we need to pull the plug and um yeah but Again, I mean, this fight has been going on for a long time. And so I've kind of, you know, it's it's just one of those things where I, I kind of think it just needs to play itself out. Like these things are eventually going to show their true colors. They're eventually going to show like what they're built upon and which is a house of cards. And then, you know, like you said, Nico, when when the regulators come or whoever comes, right, the whole point of this stuff is to, to st- withstand the might of, you know, whatever actors want to want to kill it. Right. And if, if it, they're not going to be able to stand on two, their two feet when they come for them. That's I mean, that's w- what I think. I mean, absolutely. I, I think you hit the nail on the head. And I think, you know, that's essentially the, the special thing about Bitcoin. Right. Is that it successfully separates the monetary policy away from the hands of humans where we've seen throughout history, even with the best intentions, right? Inevitably, if humans have their hands on the monetary policy, it gets corrupted over time. And that's kind of the situation that we find ourselves in today with DeFi, Ethereum, and all these shit coins, right? It's like you're essentially replacing the old system with the new system. Instead of Powell at the Fed, 
some kid is his underwear, right? With Bitcoin, you know, I know the monetary policy of Bitcoin. It's set in stone. We know it for the next hundred something years, right? So again, you know, what what is it? What is it? Where do you want to store your wealth? Do you do you want your wealth in in you know controlled or or potentially manipulated by the hands of a few, or do you want your wealth potentially manipulated by no one other than yourself, right? So, you know, those are the two choices ahead of you. And again, unfortunately, a lot of these shit coins, because they have such low market caps, you know, when something has a very low market cap, it doesn't take a lot of money to pump it. You know, that means that the short term gains could be alluring to a lot of people. You know, a lot of people get wrecked, unfortunately. But, you know, it is what it is. But anyways, Phil, it's time for the Daily Meme Reviews. The Daily Meme Review is brought to you by Citadel 21. It's the best Bitcoin cultural zine. Get yourself a volume. Every volume has different artwork. Really cool is volume eight. It's one of my favorite. I keep showing it every day because it's one of my favorite. And they're scarce. There's only a thousand made. So get your copy of Citadel 21 today. All right, everybody. Speaking of Ethereum, check out this meme by Honk Hogan. Definitely a fellow plebe. Who is centralized Oracle behind Ethereum? And it's Jeff. Jeff Bezos, and that's highly accurate, right? We know we we brought the receipts when we had Hugo on the show. We know that a majority of Ethereum nodes are run on AWS because they're so resource intensive. Anyways, moving on to the next one by Labrahoddle Ten Federal Reserve Life Savings Hyperinflation. Absolutely hilarious, really good movie. The Shining, excellent source material. Can't go wrong with it. And this is by Greg Zag, investing in a basket of shitcoins, rugfuls. Uh-huh. <laughs> that looks like it hurts. Okay. Next one by another one by the legendary Lavra Hoddle 10 and 20, 2021 58K, 2140 58K. I feel that. That's what it feels. I feel like we're going to be here for all eternity. Last meme is by our friends at Bitcoin Magazine, Bitcoin Economics, Finance, Philosophy, Technology memes i like that one that's my favorite one anyways awesome awesome memes and for those memes phil i'm going to give it a very special shot class that i got in jamaica jamaica no problem unfortunately the green is a green that matches anyways phil <laughs> like that, I like that. Th- those were epic memes, and of course, I I agree with you. That's also my favorite. I I, I like that one that, because Bitcoin is multidisciplinary, right? And that that meme just totally covers it from Bitcoin Magazine. So I am giving I am giving all these memes. Here we go. It's another. Oh, but that was right. yellow. That was yellow. This one's yellow. That's, That's not right. Blue. I guess that's an excuse to be able to add lightning effects tomorrow. Yeah. All right. What about you, Crypto Traveler? What would you give those memes? Oh, I got to give something. That's right. Um, (laughs) I give them a pair of headphones for sure. Oh, a a pair of headphones. All right. We got a shot glass from Jamaica, lightning, so I could add lightning effects and a pair of headphones anyways guys do you agree with our scores do you disagree let us know down in the comment section and of course join our telegram group link us some bitcoin memes to review because a bitcoin meme review and we need memes to review 
because it's a Bitcoin <laughs> meme review. But anyways, Phil, it's, it's time for the daily news. The daily news is brought to you by CryptoCloaks.com. Get yourself the best 3D printed Bitcoin merch, like the 3D printed Honey Badger. You can put your favorite hardware wallet or the 3D printed Bitcoin grenade art. You can also put your open dimes, hardware wallets, whatever you want. Anyways, take advantage of the link down below for 5% off CryptoCloaks.com. All right, everybody. Another we told you so moment, right? We, we were speculating, but we didn't know for sure that, you know, Jack Dorsey left, right, uh, Twitter to focus solely on Square, solely on Bitcoin. And we got evidence um, regarding a statement made by Square Crypto, or that was his that was their formal name. And it points to we think we were right, right? We showed you him saying this at the Bitcoin conference, saying if he wasn't on Twitter, he'd be working full-time on Bitcoin. It looks like that's exactly what we're doing, right? So it looks like our speculation was right. Jack Dorsey is now focused on making Bitcoin more than an investment, right? Um, and this is, the article goes on to say, having squared tied to its name drew a direct line between the corporate benefactor we are supposed to be independent of and us, Spiral said. On the, uh, on the other hand, having crypto in, in its name led to confusion as the company is solely uh, is focused solely on Bitcoin. And this is a quote by Jack. We built the Square brand for our seller business, which is where it belongs. Jack Dorsey, co-founder, said CEO of Block, said in the statement, Block is a new name, but our, our purpose of economic empowerment remains the same. No matter how we grow or change, we will continue to build tools to help increase access to the economy. I just want to point out that those tools are only built for Bitcoin or with Bitcoin, right? No shit coins involved here. Really cool stuff. Anyway, some more signal from the new square crypto twitter account right they renamed to spiral but something really cool check this out right look at their handle spiral btc and check out their mission statement making bitcoin more than an investment so really really cool stuff phil it looks like uh this is another we told you so moment yeah i'm like i you know when i read that i i'm kind of taken aback to be honest, I'm like, you know what? This is this is cool. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, we're not going to sit there and totally fanboy out and be like, oh, my gosh, you know, we love Jack and all this. I mean, look, we obviously everybody appreciates what he does for Bitcoin and everything like that. But we also understand that he's a he's a public figure, right? Like he's out there and there's there's a lot of people watching, you know, like there, there's a lot of people watching and there's a lot of people with their hands out, you know, a lot of corporations also paying attention. So anyways, all to say that he kind of, you know, he kind of still has to walk a bit of a tightrope and. I, I'm always of, you know me, right? The wait and see attitude. It's like, this is cool. I like it. I, 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 agree. See, you know? I agree that he has a type rope, but he definitely has a lot more room going yeah. away from Twitter. I feel like there was Agreed. a lot of backroom pressure in Twitter for the mm -hmm. censorship. And I, I have a feeling, again, this is all speculation, but you start to put the pieces together. I have a feeling that he left Twitter because he knew that was a losing battle if he focused solely on Bitcoin, even if there were backroom pressures to censor because it's Bitcoin, pound sand. There's really nothing you could do, right? So I think that really led to a lot of, you know, his his departure away from Twitter. I suspect, and again, there's no way to know this for sure. I suspect that the whole, you know, there was a series of events, right? It was back in January when they took Donald Trump off the platform. Then it was his tweet, uh, uh, hyperinflation, stuff like that. I suspect there was a mm -hmm. lot of people in the background, you know, 
pressuring him to do certain things. And unfortunately, because he was the CEO of Twitter, he was the one that got all the punches for it. But it, they weren't all necessarily his ideas, his intentions, right? Anyways, um, are we crazy to think this, Crypto Traveler? I know that you know you live in the in the Bitcoin Twitter sphere, so we definitely get a lot of the same information. Yeah, so I've always been kind of skeptical of Jack Dorsey, but it's going to be interesting now to see what comes of this. Um, because, like you said, he's kind of been freed from the corporate shackles of Twitter. And um, we'll get to see his true colors, kind of see exactly where he stands. Because, you know, you would get, I was, I was definitely receiving a lot of mixed signals uh, from Twitter and Jack Dorsey, and trying to reconcile his involvement with Bitcoin when, at the same time, he's censoring everyone on Twitter. And how does that reconcile? How does that make sense? Um, I absolutely do think that there was a lot of tension in Twitter because right when he left, like they came out like the next day and changed all the policies. So it tells you that there's probably been a lot of a lot of push uh, in Twitter to 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 change this. And maybe he was the one that was holding it back. And finally, when he left, they just, you know, hey, uh, I'm the new boss and this is how things are going to run. The kind of thing like that. So we'll see, you know, he's, his, his corporate shackles are now unleashed and we'll see what comes of it. So I'm excited. Absolutely. And I want to believe I want to believe he's good. Like he's he's a Bitcoiner <laughs> through and through, you know, absolutely. And, and you know, the, the you know, you guys know the, the age old lesson in Bitcoin don't have any heroes, but it looks like he's an ally for now. Anyways, another menacing article release. This is from Euronews.com. Norway could back European Bitcoin mining ban as minister calls energy uh, energy use difficult to justify. Now, let's scroll down because there's more signal here. Norway's considered policy measures that would tackle the environmental impact of crypto mining. A government minister has told Euronews next. Although crypto mining and its underlying technology might represent some possible benefits in the long run, it is difficult to justify the extensive use of renewable energy today. Now, I just want to say that again, right? It is difficult to justify the extensive use of renewable energy today. Do you remember how much they bitched saying that Bitcoin energy, uh, Bitcoin mining used used bad energy sources right. we had elon you know essentially saying we don't want to accept bitcoin until we know that more than 50 percent of bitcoin mining comes from re renewable energy even when that's happening they're still against that and i think that really shows their card what they're really against is bitcoin right and again let's go back to basic supply and demand right if this renewable energy was in use it would be too expensive for Bitcoin miners. Bitcoin miners only flock to stranded excess energy because that's the only way that it's cheap enough to competitively to competitively mine at a large scale, right? So again, it looks like you know this Norwegian or sorry, uh, this this government official from Norway is just against Bitcoin mining in general. Whether it comes from renewable energy, whether it comes from other energy sources, and I think it really shows. Now, unfortunately for them, unfortunately for them, right, this is where Bitcoin's game theory plays out, and countries that don't embrace Bitcoin mining, they're going to have fun staying poor, and countries and states that embrace Bitcoin mining are going to flourish. Anyways, uh, to continue with the article, we are currently considering pot potential policy measures in order to address the challenges related to crypto mining. In the context of this work, we will look at to the solutions proposed 
by the Swedish regulators and our target would be common European regulations in this area. Okay, so it looks like Europe going to have fun staying poor, but the awesome part about Bitcoin mining, right, is what we already saw this from China earlier, right? China banned Bitcoin mining and literally the the biggest migration in human history of hardware without any central entity directing that migration happened this year with the China mining ban and those miners relocated to other jurisdictions that were friendlier to mining and those jurisdictions are going to benefit tremendously financially and China that was a trillion dollar mistake they don't see it now but they will feel it as years go by and this is Cynthia Loomis she is the senator from Wyoming and this was an article from Bitcoin Magazine, which we'll get to in a second. It says, Wyoming aiming for 5% of the U.S. Bitcoin mining hash rate by next halving. And this is a senator saying that's bullish. We also have similar language from uh, uh, Texas Governor Greg Abbott saying Texas is Bitcoin mining company. We have Ted Cruz defending Bitcoin to the death, you know, in you know the swamp that is Washington, D.C. So when you see these articles... Don't get scared. Just say Norway. You're going to have fun staying poor. I'm sorry, Hoddle Not. Anyways, moving on to this. This is the actual article. Wyoming aiming for 5% of the U.S. Bitcoin mining hash rate by next halving. Wyoming is on a mission to house 5% of the U.S. Bitcoin mining hash rate by next halving in, in May 2024. For context, Wyoming has the lowest population density in the, low, in the lower 48 U.S. states at 6 people per square mile. Wyoming also has a difficult time retaining recent graduates because their ambitious for their ambitions for careers and salaries often don't match what the rural Wyoming job market is currently offering compared to major cities like Seattle and Denver. That is until Bitcoin mining, right? And hopefully, you know, this is the incentives of Bitcoin playing out. This state saw essentially a bad move by China, a bad move by Europe as an opportunity for them. So we're watching Bitcoin th uh, game theory play out in real time we also saw some tweets by uh, by president bukele essentially saying yeah okay so while you guys banned bitcoin mining by renewable energy we're gonna mine bitcoin by renewable energy with the volcano down here in el salvador so again just because a country bans bitcoin mining that sucks because all they're losing is monetary opportunity. They're losing economic opportunity. They're losing a potential opportunity to employ people in the Bitcoin industry, right? The, you know, the, the biggest growing industry in the world. And it's like, they're just, they're just losing that, right? So there's only so much time that these politicians could pull, th pull this off, right? They could pull this off in the beginning saying this is bad for the environment. But as time goes by, people are going to start to notice Wow, look at Texas. Wow, look at Wyoming. Wow, look at El Salvador. And one thing that El Salvador and Wyoming have in common is they, you know, in, in uh, El Salvador is one of the poorest countries, right, in, in the world. Wyoming is one of the poorest U.S. states, right? Again, right, so they need that ec economic opportunity. They see Bitcoin and they see hope, right? So that's what you see in El Salvador. That's what you see in Wyoming. So again, you know, this is the beautiful incentives of Bitcoin, you've read about them, but it's crazy seeing them play out in real life. Phil? Oh man, you, you hit the nail on the head on, on all the points, right? It, it's super bullish. And I mean, look, those are pretty big aspirations, right? I mean, come on, by 2024, by next happening, like that, that's pretty cool. You got to respect that. And I mean, 
just the whole thing. I mean, come on, a tweet from Cynthia Loomis saying bullish, and and she's got a Bitcoin Magazine article. I mean, this is this is wonderful. This is a wonderful thing to see in clown world, and I'm super happy that it's you know that it is happening, and that you know what it's it is creating opportunity because we you know I mean I, I think a lot of us do know about the history of like let's say Detroit for example, right, with like you know the car manufacturers and everything like that, and then how you know it all started to get destroyed in in the 80s, okay, because everything started to get offshored and everything like that, you know, this is kind of the, this is, I think this is one of those situations where you see Bitcoin, Bitcoin is going to go wherever it's, so Bitcoiners are going to go wherever they're treated best, number one, but number two, right, the Bitcoin businesses are also going to go where they're treated best and where they can get the cheapest energy, you know, so it's, I think it's a, it's a, it's a crazy battle of incentives that's going on. And you know what? It, it It's it's like a lot of people say it is the Wild West and it's the people that are going to choose to take the risk. Right. That choose to see seize the future and say, no, you know what? I'm staking my claim in this and I'm building this out. And and I think that they're going to be handsomely rewarded because this is just the it, it is absolutely the best money that we have ever had in humanity. Everything else has taken thousands of years to take hold. Bitcoin has taken less than a decade. I, I just, you know, like, we don't know what we don't know. <laughs> we don't know what we don't know, but it's definitely a fun ride. And we're going to cover it here on Simply. Crypto Traveler, is it, does this surprise you? You've been, you've been in, in Bitcoin for longer than us. So this must be astonishing from, you know, when you started coming all the way, all the way to this point. Dude, you took, you took the thoughts, like like literally right out of my head because that's what i was just gonna say i was gonna say it's just incredible to see like the uh game theory start to be played out in real time and we get to witness it we get front row seat at it happening you got like bukele in el salvador right harnessing the energy of a volcano to, to build miners and starting an arms race right i wonder how many other latin american countries are are wondering what kind of stranded energy they have that they can harness so uh then on top of that you have wyoming where you know be prior to bitcoin i you know Wyoming didn't particularly interest me, right? But now it's like almost considered a place where, hey, I might want to move there. Um, and to what extent that's going to have an, a boom on that economy over there, I don't know. But as we can see with the volcano and the city being um, built right at, you know, right there because of the Bitcoin mining, I would imagine that you're going to start seeing like societies start to be built up wherever there's stranded energy sources. And again, like what's the world going to look like? Um, you know, five, 10 years from now, it's going to be real interesting and really, exci real exciting. So we'll, we'll see what, what comes out about, but it's just to, to see the, to see it start happening, to see, you know, all the theory come out and, and come into play. I'm like, wow, it's incredible. Absolutely, man. It's, it's, it's crazy. Cause we, we all thought this was going to happen, you know, but it's one thing actually witnessing it happening, the game theory playing out. It's the thesis from the sovereign individual. The book is actually happening, you know, which yeah. is absolutely mind blowing, Phil. So, uh, yeah, I just want to know to on the heels of what you're saying, like the CEO of Twitter just left to go and build on Bitcoin only and then rename the company that, you know, you know, that he's the, another company that he's the CEO of to represent that it's a Bitcoin only company. I mean, this is crazy stuff. We've got senators tweeting, you know, right. Bullish tweets about what's going on with states picking up, you know, picking up hash rate. Like you mentioned, Naib Bukele. I mean, this is this is all craziness. And I just keep thinking of this, right? What's the next country? What's the next country to announce legal tender? And that's and, something I've been thinking of. And I and remember uh, the shitcoin mining 
doesn't do this. You know, the shit coin, nope. the shit coins don't <laughs> provide cares? don't provide this incentives. The shit coins are pigging back are piggybacking off of Bitcoin success. So it's just it, it's 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 fascinating. But anyways, pivot last news segment I want to do, Phil. Check this out. Michael Saylor, Chad Saylor buying all the Bitcoin. I remember when he first changed <laughs> his picture to the laser eyes. It was just little laser eyes. Now it's like he thinks he's Zeus. Absolutely <laughs> fucking crazy. But anyways, check out this tweet. And I'll point out the significance. This sounds like a lot of noise, but I'll, I'll point out why this is a big deal in a bit. Last night on national te- television, Tucker Carlson and I discussed the similarities between currency and blood, the role of money and oxygen, here, check this out. The risk of inflation, the dire consequences of a currency collapse, there's the hint, and the need for Bitcoin, right? So moving on, let me play a little clip. Uh, this was Guy Swan's favorite part of the Tucker Carlson. And this, he did two shows with Tucker. And I want to point out why Michael Saylor going on Tucker is so important in a second. I just want you guys to focus on this. So he did the Tucker Carlson Tonight, which is the you know the mainstream show, and this is kind of an offshoot. It's called Tucker Carlson Today, and this was about an hour and a half type of interview style show. The other one's kind of like a television show. Anyways, just check out the clip. In the two weeks after you lose your job, you can't feed your family. You can't feed yourself. You can't plan for the future. So now we're back to what's the basis of civilization and what's the basis of, of virtue in a society? You've got to be able to plan for the future. You've got to look out 10 years and believe that you can provide for your family. What's the point of investing in something if you think that everything's going to hell in five years or 10 years? How did I get into Bitcoin? I had a company with $500 million in cash earning 0% interest. And I heard the bankers say, we're not even thinking about thinking about raising interest rates. I saw a K-shaped recovery where everybody on Wall Street got 30% richer doing nothing in a year, where everybody on Main Street had to work 30% harder to stay still. That's what I saw last year. If you're on Wall Street with a billion dollars, you ended the year with a billion three. If you're on Main Street working for a living, selling something by the sweat of your brow, you had to raise your prices 30% working harder in order to generate 30% more money to buy the same thing you could have bought before the crisis. What I saw was 2,000 people in my company working hard, doing 100,000 things right every year could make $50 million. And the money in the bank was going to lose $100 million a year in value doing nothing. And we were running as hard as we could and going backwards. So, look, and I'll I'll break it down in a second, right? Absolutely phenomenal by Sailor. Absolutely killed it. I saw the bid. I really recommend it. You could find it on Twitter. Right. And the the interesting part about this is that he was making the argument to Main Street. Right. And now who is Tucker Carlson? Right. Let's look at this is the ratings. Right. These are the top rated cable news TV shows. So Tucker has the second most watched TV show, three million and eighty one thousand viewers a night. This was his 8 p.m. slot. One of the most famous you know, TV show, talk show host. That's including with MSNBC, CNN, Tucker's right at the top, right? So what you're seeing is, and what uh, Sailor was describing is the effects of inflation on a population, the rigged game that is inflation, which we've been telling you so much on the show, right? The Cantillian effect, inflation is redistribution of wealth from the lower and middle class back to the top 1%, back to the elite and back to the state. Right. And that's exactly what Tucker said. Obviously, he said it in a 
much better way. But he was describing that, right? And the fact that he went on Tucker, which is one of the most famous mainstream shows, to say that message is, I think, in, in my opinion, a historical moment. It definitely orange-pilled a tremendous amount of people have already have already been reading on Twitter, where it's like, my dad is finally paying attention to Bitcoin because he's getting it from Tucker Carlson. Now, what's the downside to this? The downside is, unfortunately, because the United States is so polarized at the moment, Tucker is really listened to by the conservative right-wing side of the country, unfortunately. And, you know, the liberal progressive side of the country, they're not even going to this does this, this doesn't even exist. They're not listening to Tucker Carlson. So what I hope is, you know, uh, you know, hopefully Rachel Maddow or one of the liberal progressives, they see past the fact that, you know, oh, this inflation is happening under Biden. You know, and I don't see that ever happening. Right. So that's I, I don't think they would cover it because of that fact. But, you know, I have hope that one day. They will get someone like Sailor or someone to essentially make the progressive case for Bitcoin because there is a progressive case for Bitcoin, and that is Bitcoin banks the unbanked. It makes everyone equal, and it, it protects people from inflation. And inflation hurts the lower end of the spectrum the most, and you know that's the whole progressive liberal argument, right? So hopefully that happens. I don't see that happening because, like I said. You know the the left in this country is currently in power so that's unfortunate but the fortunate part is dude 50 percent of the country just got told the truth about inflation just got presented a way out because it's like oh inflation sucks you know vote that guy out of office things will get better no sailor just presented there's hope here there's a way out there's a way to protect yourself from uh, your family things don't have to be the way they were going and he told this to everybody i was super surprised to see sailor on tucker carlson absolutely blew my mind i really recommend that episode phil i want to believe that regardless of political um political party affiliation that 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 people will understand monetary freedom is for everyone Okay, this is the, this supersedes politics. It supersedes all of these things. Like you have to start looking at your, you know, we have to start looking at our time that we spend that we're never going to get back, and and the value that we expect from that time, right? What is that time worth to us? This doesn't make a difference what political party you're on. I think, unfortunately, though, Nico, like you said, I mean, look, I, I look, I've watched a lot of stuff on both sides, and I don't ever see a CNN bringing somebody like Michael Saylor on to talk about Bitcoin. But sadly enough, I do see them bringing some XRP shitcoiner on, you know, or like some, you know, or some Cardano idiot, you know, like I definitely see them bringing somebody like them on to, you know, to explain to them how to how to be a shitcoiner and, and sit there and, you know, pump the ESG narrative and, you know, make them all happy and, you know, unicorns and sunshines while I steal all your money and you become poor. Um, and unhealthy. I, I just, I, I just, you know, it, it's really sad. And I do love what he said. I think it's amazing what he said. I think the point that he made, I think you're absolutely right. He did. I, I think that he crossed the barrier to Main Street, right? Um, it was one of those moments, you know, you meet people where they are. And, and it, it makes a person realize, I, I think, you know, like the, you know, the all of us average working people, like it makes us realize, like, wait a second, like, this is true, you know, like I'm not getting any value, you know, I, I know lots of people, sadly, that still use a savings account. And I'm like, how do you do that? Why do you do that to yourself? It's like you're punishing yourself anyways. But so, yeah, you know, to wrap it up, 
it's great what he said. I think it's gonna it's got a lot of people opening their eyes, but at the same time, I still see the quote unquote left wing media not you know not really getting a proper signal on their platform because let's face it, you know they're gonna bring on who they're paid to bring on. Absolutely, you know, and, and it's it's super unfortunate, and you know that's why we you know we're apolitical in the fiat party political sense because. Bitcoin is for everyone. Bitcoin is all inclusive. Bitcoin helps everyone no matter what, you know, what level you are on the economic scale. Right. And and, you know, Phil, I, I agree with you. I think I think you're spot on. I think that, you know, the left wing media is not going to have someone like Saylor. I kind of see it from they don't want to make the current Biden administration look bad. So they don't want to talk about inflation. That's kind of the angle that I'm seeing at. I think Tucker Carlson, you know, because he is on the conservative side, he does kind of want to point out the inflation part because it kind of feeds into, you know, the conservatives will fix this type of trope. Mm -hmm. But it still doesn't matter. It still gets the message out. That's what I'm focusing on, the fact that, you know, he's he's letting a lot of people, look, there's a way out. There's a better way. Save your value. Save your time. Save your energy with Bitcoin, you know. But I have hope, dude. You know, hopefully, you know, one day it will happen. I don't know. You know, I, 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 maybe I'm just being a hopeful idiot. But anyways, Crypto Traveler, what are your thoughts on all this, bro? So uh, Michael Saylor is kind of the hardest working piston in the orange pilling engine. That's the way I see it. And he's like going around and making his rounds. And this Tucker Carlson interview was really, um, I think I agree with you, Nico. It, it was really a historic moment because Saylor is an impressive guy. Like he has a set of attributes along with his, his intelligence that really crosses over well into the mainstream. And the thing about Tucker is I think Tucker is one of one of these guys that just lets his guests talk. And Michael Saylor took the mic and he just went on an orange pilling mission. And the thing is, it's I think everyone recognizes that inflation is a problem. So everyone has the same problem. And here you have Michael Saylor articulating, hey, this is the problem and here is the solution. And again, like you're talking you know, Tucker Carlson's audience, I'm assuming that there's a lot of intelligent people there, a lot of engineers, a lot of doctors, a lot of people that can understand what Michael Saylor is actually saying. And they're looking at that and they're saying, wow, I've never been presented, uh, you know, the case for Bitcoin in such a coherent, like clear manner. And so I, I think that it was really effective. I think Tucker Carlson did a great job at just letting him talk. And yeah, we'll see what comes about it. But as far as Michael Saylor, I mean, he's moved like he, he's made his rounds on like kind of the Bitcoin channels. And now he's going into the mainstream and taking that message out into the mainstream. And it's 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 going to resonate. It's just going to resonate. And so really excited to see what comes about it. Absolutely. And, you know, the, I think that's the signal, guys, is that this idea of inflation, this idea of Bitcoin is finally it's starting to cross over into the main street uh main street and you're gonna start to hear you know i'm i suspect you're gonna start to hear that message more and more and more and as bitcoiners you know as ngu technology does this thing as bitcoiners you know accumulate more wealth and with wealth comes power i suspect you're gonna start hearing that message a lot more from a lot more mainstream sources and I think we're in the beginning of, you know, there's that very famous curve, which is like in the beginning, it's the pioneers, then it's the early adopters. And I think we're in the beginning of 
crypto traveler doesn't know what I'm talking about, but it's this very famous S curve like that. Oh yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah the S curve of adoption, right? Yeah. The S curve of adoption, right? I think we're in the transition between the early adopters to kind of the main street, right? I think we're transitioning into that. And I think you add inflation into the mix and it just, you know, it makes people understand more. I've always said, you know, I've been educating about pe people with, about Bitcoin for like six years I, now. And I wonder, I always wondered if we hit a, like when we hit that inflection point where we kind of go straight, like vertical, you mm -hmm. know what I'm talking about? I wonder <laughs> if, if, if we've hit that, if we hit it yet, or are we right before it? Where think, are we? I think we're ramping up. I think we're hitting the ramp where it's starting yeah. to come. And I mm -hmm. think that that boost is really going to be the inflation. What I was saying is one of the things that I've noticed educating people on Bitcoin is people in Western countries that have a relatively stable currency that doesn't steal from them in a noticeable way don't they're like why do i need bitcoin right but it's people in venezuela it's people in brazil it's people that have lived in a country that has experienced some type of high inflation that you describe to them um a currency that isn't connected to the government they're like where can i buy some that sounds awesome right they're so quick to get it so i really think that inflation in the US because we haven't experienced it as a country since the 1970s is really going to shake people up and it's only until the money breaks that people really start asking the hard questions and I think we'll see that very soon but who knows anyways Phil there was an open source software release today why don't you tell everybody about it software releases the software releases are brought to you by CypherSafe. Check them out, cyphersafe.io. Store your seed in the metal cipher wheel. That's right, it's pet proof, it's indestructible, it's rust proof. The link is down below. All right, we've got Mercury Wallet version 0.4.53. It is a Bitcoin wallet. Check it out down below. Awesome. Thank you, Phil. All right, guys, that was our show. Before we go, I want to give a very special shout out to our awesome guest. You can go give him a follow at Crypto Traveler on Twitter. Anyways, guys, that was our show. If you enjoyed the show, you know what to do. Smash that like button. And of course, if you want to continue hearing the catastrophic fails from the shit corners, central bankers, all the above, and the Bitcoin news from the pre pleb perspective, definitely consider subscribing. And we'll see you tomorrow, guys, for a brand new episode of Super Bitcoin. They don't care about the investors, the environment, or our safety. They care that Bitcoin can't be controlled.